Welcome to the Internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah. This is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, Owl, unquote, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Kyle, quote, triple-decker night bus, Holland, and... Alex, I don't know what to say, Fielder. Today we're discussing the little thought about world of night transit and the weird and wacky half-systems it creates all around the world. We'll talk night... We'll talk all-nighters, streetcar fighters, and more after the news. Higher-speed rail will open in Florida on Friday, September 22nd for the first time in the state's history. Brightline trains will begin rolling between Miami and Orlando, reaching a top speed of 125 miles per hour. Needless to say, this is an exciting day for transit advocates around the country. Florida will soon have the second-best inner-city rail corridor in the country, and one operated by a private company at that. Congrats to Brightline on their fantastic achievement, and here's to many more such lines across the country. Clink. Clink. Yeah, looking forward to Brightline West, and then later Brightline West extension. To Salt Lake City. Yeah, who needs the desert wind when you could have the Brightline West extension? So true. Actually, though, because you can stop in St. George, too. That would be nice. I'm, I'm very impressed with Brightline. I don't know how they've done it. And been profitable. Barely is how. Yeah. Should we make a foamer trip? To see the new Florida To Florida. Line? I know it's scary, <laughs> but, you know, going to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Yeah. I'll be on the East Coast uh, over Christmas break. Well. So if you got time to kill. The East Coast is, you realize, like 2,000 miles long. And you will be on the exact opposite end. Okay, but they have Amtrak's that go to Florida. I mean, if you want to spend, like, three days... Okay. I have like a week. Okay. <laughs> um, what was I anyway, say? now everyone knows where you are. Doxing Kyle. Kyle will be. Kyle will be. Get this in the New York City metropolitan area over the Christmas break. Oh, got me there. Yeah, that's gonna be really easy to find because there's not 20 million. I think people that narrows there. it down less than Salt Lake City. It really does because there's more people there. <laughs> there's 200,000 people in Salt Lake City. So, uh, in other news, there's been another step taken forward today in Minneapolis Metro's plans to extend their Blue Line light rail further to the north and west. The Hennepin County Council and their Metropolitan Council, which is like Portland Metro but for them, um, have committed over $75 million to the initial stages of the project, meaning that we'll likely move forward in a relatively near future. Despite its currently fantastic transit system, Minneapolis is in desperate need of more higher-order transit, and expanding the Blue Line is a great way to deliver. Nice. I hope they get good grants. Yeah. Um, the federal government. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. They need to give more money to Minneapolis. Yeah, see, seeing, as, seeing as much as uh, not getting good grants for our latest rail expansion screwed us over in the long run, I hope Minneapolis gets good grants. Do, do you know why um, Hopefully. they haven't done any LRT um federal subsidies and they just did like commuter rail uh, the federal government's in this brt <laughs> yeah. era yeah. right now they they are in their brt era yeah. they don't want to build anything except streetcars and brt so yeah mm. thanks george yeah. w bush maybe sometime we'll make it around the rotation back to full-scale master plan metros so true yeah oh speaking of brightline we should totally do a brightline episode 
because not only is there like how Brightline operates as a company, which is pretty straightforward, but projects like Brightline West have a very long history to them. What do you mean? The entire American Rail Network was built like Brightline was built? We could talk about that, yeah. So true. There's a lot to dig in into here. Okay, so do, 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 do. picture this. It's 2 a.m. and the bars are just closing. You and your friends are wicked drunk and you decided to be responsible and take the train downtown to go clubbing instead of running the risk of driving drunk. You meander your way over to the train station, laughing hysterically at the various street acts on the sidewalk on the way. You tap your smart card after several unsuccessful attempts and slump onto a bench under the shelter. Your head lolls to the left, and you are greeted with a terrible sight. The headway indicator displays the following words. Service has ended for the day. Please check schedule for next departure. You cry out to the sky. No! No! I am drunk and I must scream. (laughs) So, this is bad, right? Yes. Yeah, we're missing one of trans one of transit's more important contributions to society. Making people not drive drunk. Very true. I, as a fan of not being dead, I support night transit. Well, I agree with that statement. I'm also a fan of not being dead. Yeah. Yeah. So why is night transit important? Well, basically for the same reasons it's important all the time. The FDA has a great administ- definition of why transit is important to society, and I quote... Public transportation provides people with mobility and access to employment, community resources, medical care, and recreational opportunities, underline that one, in communities across America. It benefits those who choose to ride as well as those who have no other choice. Over 90% of public assistance recipients do not own a car and must rely on public transportation. Public transit provides a basic mobility service to those persons and all others without access to a car. So basically, you can go anywhere without driving, which comes in handy in a lot of specific situations. Like, for example, being wicked drunk. (laughs) Uh, Being drunk, being old, having a number of physical and mental disabilities, being being under 16, being being poor. poor. Basically disability, let's be real, America, (laughs) 07, number one. Being a college student, in other words, being poor, but still being socially acceptable to rich white people. Yeah, socially acceptably poor. (laughs) Very long list of situations in which you may want to get somewhere without driving. Very true. And these things are just as important as night, at night, or even more important because people with lower incomes are more likely to work at regular hours and night hours. And other folks like medical professionals also need those options. Yeah. So, uh, also should be mentioned, as we were discussing before with our drunk guy scenario, uh, very important for recreational activities. Concerts are often in the evening and last late into the night, and shifting late-night recreational trips to transit is a good strategy to reduce emissions. And as well known as sports games, um, transit is a great way to move tens of thousands of people in and out of one stadium in a short span of time. See rice Eccles. Yeah. It's also a fun thing, because... You're with every single fan ever going to the same game. It's know, very right? true. I've found myself on trains up to the U on game days by accident a couple <laughs> times. And the hype is unreal. The hype is unreal and then when they you're cresting the hill, the fight song starts blaring out of the speakers. <laughs> I forgot it's about like did it did it did it did it and everyone's just screaming along to it. Are you tough fan of my sir? I live across the green. Yeah. 
So wow. it's great. I gotta say, it sounds like a much better experience than um, driving out to the middle of nowhere and tailgating in the middle of a parking lot ten times as big as the stadium because you had to show up four hours early to get a spot and beat traffic. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, and I have this one in all caps and bolded. Drunk and fatigue driving yeah. is dangerous and illegal. Very bad. Don't do it. Uh, over 13,000 people die from drunk driving any, every year and many more from fatigue driving. It would probably be good to get these trips off the road and into a bus and slash or train. Yeah, we talk about how driving in general is statistically quite dangerous, but oh my goodness. You driving put, at night is much more dangerous because of drunk drivers and fatigue drivers. Yeah, you put just like a pinch or a sprinkle of drunk and fatigue drivers on the road and those death statistics just skyrocket. Yeah, Salt Lake City streets at like 2 a.m. on a Saturday are basically a uh, demolition derby. Yeah, that's fair. I, I've met I, I've met so many people who brag about being good at driving drunk. It's ridiculous. Dude, I've met people from at the I've overheard people at university bragging about or mentioning driving drunk like four blocks downtown. From their downtown apartment Just to a downtown like, bar. Oh my gosh, why would you do that? Do you just want to kill someone? I, Is that your desire? I guess so. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing with drunk transportation is uh, riding a bicycle or e-scooter drunk is illegal, although it's significantly less dangerous than driving drunk. It's only dangerous to yourself, it's not other people. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> but it's still illegal, so... This leaves mass transit as the only practical, safe, and legal option for getting home drunk. Yeah. Basically, the point is, when it comes down to it, roads are open 24-7, so why shouldn't transit be? That's an excellent bloody question. If we're going to ask people to rely on public and active transportation to get around and properly serve those who have no other choice, they should have the same access to transportation at all hours as those who choose to drive. Dude, we've got so many buses that run 20 hours out of the day, but not the last four. Because God said so. I was, you know, at church this morning, and one of the readings was, um, Thou shalt not run the buses after 12 o'clock, or thou shalt be damned unto hell immediately. <laughs> right, because one of the uh, insert goofy people who work for the state government's take is dr running the buses late encourages people to get drunk because they know they'll have a way to get home safe. Which is probably just false, but, like, nobody's checked. Yeah, that's the, about the dumbest argument you could make. It's like saying, oh, well, because we don't want you to be safe, I guess you can just die. And other people can die, too. Red states, if you like. <laughs> yeah, no, if you want to make that argument, you're going to have to, like, do a study. Interesting. In the meantime, we're going <laughs> to So work we have to like do a study there. on drunk driving fatalities in cities with night bus systems versus cities without? That would be very I interesting. I don't know. These sorts of these sorts of things are really hard to pull off, right? I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. Compared to other studies, these ones have like so many variables. You can do it. You can do a point of departure capture study. Oh yeah. That's you you true. could probably um just compare road um like car crashes due to drunk driving and the proximity to public transportation. Hey, I've got a great idea for you. We could do a before and after. Right now, with our current bus system, and after, once we institute a <laughs> nice night bus system permanently. Oh, 
Yeah, but then you have to like use state funds to be the guinea pig, and the state hates giving money to things. Hey, but the state is in favor of reducing drunk driving. We're one of the few states with a 0.05% blood alcohol content limit. That's true. Anyway, uh, Kyle, what's the next question on the thing? Or Alex, whoever gets it first. What cities have night buses? Oh, yeah. So this list actually surprised me a bit, to be honest, when I was going through it. Uh, there are a lot of cities that I wasn't necessarily expecting to be on the list who are on the list. And a lot of cities that I thought would be on the list were not. And this is the North America list. Because this is the North America list because... Various cities have their crap together Because already. in Europe, most cities have night buses. Yeah. So. London's apparently actually rocks. Yeah, no, London's night buses rule. So. Yeah. And, and some... What I should mention is that it's very rare for heavy rail to run overnight or light rail. Like urban... You know, rail transportation just doesn't generally run overnight, except in New York City and Copenhagen, which are, like, basically the only cities other than Tokyo that have all-night train service on most of their urban rail networks. Other than that, everybody needs the same maintenance closures. Yeah, because they just don't have the ridiculous redundancy <laughs> that New York and Tokyo have or the hyper-modernity that Copenhagen has. So, you know. Uh, obvious ones, New York City, as we were discussing about, is basically the worldwide king of overnight transit service uh, and one of only a few heavy rail systems in the world to operate 24-7. 20-minute service across 21 subway lines and more than 100 bus routes. Also, remarkably, the only regional rail system in the world that I can think of that operates 24-7, the Long Island Railroad. Wow. Damn. Imagine not being fully electrified but somehow running 24-7 service. It's true. It is mostly electrified. Yeah, it is mostly. <laughs> well, I mean, the part that is not electrified sees so few trains that... Mm. And and those trains run electrified on the electrified part. That's hilarious. Because they have both a third rail and a, a diesel. So it's very smart. Uh, number two, Toronto. Toronto has become somewhat famous for its blue light network, which provides 30-minute bus and streetcar service throughout the city at night. The network is designed so that every point in the city is within a two-kilometer walk of a bus route on the BLN. Now that's useful. Yeah, that's awesome. Now imagine if every point in Logan was on, you know, within two kilometers of a bus that ran 24-7. I think, I think it would just be nice to have Sunday service first. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> yeah, sitting in sitting in Logan, no Sunday service. Yeah. LMAO couldn't be us. I say as if we have anything resembling good Sunday service here. Hey, at least it does just doesn't. At least exists. Yeah, you have something. Very true. As someone who uses our Sunday services, does UTA on demand run on Sundays? No, it doesn't. What? Oh, of course it doesn't. Because. Kyle's flipping me off, audience. I hope you should cancel him for this. <laughs> I'm pretending I'm the state. Oh, I see. Uh, other interesting cities, Montreal has 23 routes, some of which run as frequently as every five minutes on the weekends. Cool. For drunk people. Um, Wait, five minutes in the middle of the night? Correct. <laughs> like weekend concert and bar pickup? Uh, that's damn, that's a nightlife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Baltimore has 15 bus routes, including all of their frequent daytime buses. That's cool. I like I like some good consistency. In Chicago, the red and blue L lines operate 24-7 on decent headways, along with 17 CTA bus routes and one suburban pace line. Cool. Sweet. 
Uh, LA has 34 bus routes, including both of LA Metro's BRT lines, the G and the J. That's it. That's that's the show. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I wonder if the Chicago one only works because they don't do regular maintenance. <laughs> no, I think they just single track. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And the red line's got a good quad track section. It does, because thank you, Purple Line. Um, in Minneapolis, apparently the green line used to operate 24-7 before the Rona, and the blue line still functions as a 24-7 airport shuttle, making it the only modern light rail system in the United States or Canada with 24-7 operations of any sort. I'm jealous. I want 24-7 airport train. Although the operating pattern of Portland is such that there are trains, like, really randomly late in the morning and, ni- and at night. There's oh, because they let you ride the yard maneuvers? They let you ride the yard maneuvers. So That's cool. It's kind of weird, but it's yeah, don't fun. they have, like, a weird yard layout? They have one yard at one end of the blue line and one yard at the other end of the blue line. <laughs> that would make for some weird yard maneuvers. Which means that you have to take most of the trains along most of the route of the blue line to start service on any given service. And then they let you ride them, and then it's off to the races. Mm-hmm. That's fun. There might also be one on the orange line somewhere, but I'm not sure. So cool. don't quote me on that. The or yellow line? The or yellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Orleans has two of its streetcar lanes, the St. Charles and Cemetery lines, and bus routes operating 24-7. Wow. That's all. It is funny that the historic streetcars operate all night. That is funny, actually. Yeah. Philly has Patco operating 24-7, four SEPTA trolleys, and 19 bus routes. It's very funny that the Patco does not, even though it's, like, by far the least ridership of the three metro lines, whereas the Market Frankfurt and Broad Street lines, despite the fact that one of those two has quad tracking, do not operate 24-7. Yeah, that one's weird that they don't do it on the quad track one. Maybe it doesn't have enough switches or something. Build the switches, cowards. Building SEPTA, building things. Unlikely. Uh, Las Vegas has 24-7 service on 13 of its 40 routes. It only has 40 routes. Uh-huh. I guess it's not that big. It's the size of Salt Lake City. Oh, never mind. <laughs> That's dumb. It should get more routes. It is Vegas. Um, yeah, it is Vegas. You gotta stay up all night gambling and, and then go home on the bus because you lost all your money. Yeah, <laughs> and it should also get a giant elevated uh, metro system. Yeah, but instead we're getting the Boring Company Loop. Which will do anything. Boring. It can carry 1,400 people per direction per hour. It can kill people in tunnel fires. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> okay. Just as an I told you so moment. Uh, San Francisco Night Owl Network includes 24 routes from AC Transit, Sam Trans, and Muni. The VTA also operates limited night bus service. That's nice. The San Francisco coverage in the city of San Francisco is... Very good. Cool. It's like probably within, I don't know, a, a mile at worst. Yeah, that's nice. That's so, real nice. Yeah. And then Seattle has 19 bus routes, including some trolleys. Trolley cool. buses. That's, that's not too bad. Yeah, more trolleys. Yeah, and then there are some unexpected ones on the list. None of these have like anything substantial, but it does exist. Uh, Austin, Texas. Surprising. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cool. Okay. Cleveland, Ohio. Go Cleveland. Detroit, which is known for having dog shit bus service. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why do they have one bus that makes one 2 a.m. trip? Or no, something? they have like eight buses that run 24-7. Dang. Of course, all of them run on hour frequency all the time. <laughs> so there's just one That's departure per hour 24 special. hours a day. So they're like, screw it. We're only going to have to throw in an extra three trips. Let's do it. Basically. Uh, Honolulu has two. Miami has a few. Vancouver and Ottawa. And I think Ottawa might be the smallest city in North America with overnight transit. Base. Uh, i got to fix something real quick, so I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry. All right. Intermission. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. All right. Ready to go. And yep. intermission. The viewers may return from the bathroom. So what, don't look at the script, guys. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. You're looking at it. I can see your faces. So what are some, like, large cities that you saw that were missing from this list? The rest of the East Coast, except for New York and Philly. And, and Baltimore. Baltimore. And yeah, there's not very good night service in DC. Yeah. Or Boston. New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. Oh, true. New Orleans was on the list. Oh, it was? Oh, okay. Yeah. Portland? <laughs> Portland, yes. They used to have two night routes, and now they're gone because of right. Rona. Salt Lake, another famous large world class city. <laughs> Sure. We host the Olympics. Denver, cool. maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boulder. Oh yeah, Boulder. <laughs> um, Atlanta doesn't have any, which is surprising given that it's like the fourth largest metro in the country. Uh, Detroit. Oh wait, no, it does. The large Texas cities, except for Austin, so that's Houston and Dallas, both of which have metro populations of like 10 million. No night service. Oh at yeah, all. I forget how big Texas is sometimes. Um, and then Salt Lake City, obviously, should have yeah. it because I say so. Yeah. The four seventy, the two hundred, the eight seventy one, two hundred one, and the eight fifty should run twenty four seven. In addition to the, in addition to the whole damn green bus network. Probably the blue line. <laughs> Probably yeah. Instead of the two hundred, but anyway, but not that they any. Not that they do make. Not that they right, do like any. That. Um, so where is it actually good? Mostly large cities. New York City, Philly, Chicago, Bay Area, Bay Area Toronto, Seattle. Other than that, you're kind of sketch. Don't put me off. I'm hypothetical transit agency. Oh, I see. <laughs> and you're drunk. And or going to a concert. Or getting off work. Yeah, that used to kind of be a problem for yeah, me. Yeah, remember working for a transit agency and not having do, them run transit to take I you home from your transit that. agency job? Because I used to work until, like, it wasn't that late. It was just, like, one or two. And I For would, a transit agency. And I would bike, like, five miles home because The transit no agency didn't transit run transit service. service for their own employees. Like, once in a while, if I got off a little early, I could catch, like, the last blue line or the last 209, but... This is a major. This is a major detail. Transit agencies need to take care of their own employees. Yeah, that's really fair. As transit employees, like most transit people I know, would take transit if they could, but we just can't because our hours are so irregular. 
I guess yeah. that's why they make you have to have a car to be an employee. Yeah, they do actually require you to have a car to be an employee at the that's Utah Transit Authority, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really not, because if you're going to be anything other than an admin, you have to have a car. Why is that? Hours. What if you're based out of Salt Lake, you live in Salt Lake, and you bike at 2 a.m.? That is not safe for everyone. That doesn't mean it should be a hard requirement to not do that, though. I mean, sure, but that's the requirement. You, you, you are required to have a car. That's stupid. Yeah, a little bit. If I sold mine now, they wouldn't care, but <laughs> when you're hired, you have to have one. That's so. So anyway, let's discuss some principles for designing an effective OWL slash night bus network. Number one, coverage over frequency. Usually transit advocates are very caught up in how frequent service is, but on a night route, you don't need to be have quite as much service as you normally would because you expect ridership to be very low. You just need to make sure that it goes most places. That's fair. Seem fair yeah. enough? Yep. Just want to get home. See Toronto. Do not see New York City. <laughs> Because, you know, they're like, oh, every subway service only comes every 20 minutes. Only. But with the amount of interlining, there are still subway trunks in New York City where you can get a train, like, every five minutes at night, basically. This is one of the cases where New York is actually the exception. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also okay to make people walk a bit further at night than you were during the day because this is service-focused. Yeah. The goal is to it's just It's mostly get for people, people who need it, not for people who are going to choose it. Yeah. yeah. To be honest with you. Yep. Uh, transfers are crucial because frequencies are lower and folks don't want to be out all night sitting in potentially not a good neighborhood. Uh, you need to make sure that transfers are secure and effective. Uh, basically, you have to return to being a small town transit agency where you do pulse scheduling for all your routes. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. All the buses turn up then all the buses leave, and everybody runs between all the buses in the meantime. Yeah, San Francisco's, uh, the Bay Area's night bus network does this. There's two pulse areas. There's the corner of Van Ness and uh, Market Street. Great spot, right? Sure. Not a, not a great neighborhood to have your transfer point in, in the middle of the night, but I digress. Uh, and then in downtown Oakland, and then all the buses radiate out from there to various places at the same times cool. every 30 minutes all night. Uh, and as we were discussing, safety, right? Being out at night is a bit sketchier than being out during the day. So maybe do not have your main transfer point at the corner of Market and Van Ness Streets. Concept. Also maybe have, like, lights and non-shite bus stops. Yeah, good stops. lighting, security staff at major bus stops. <gasps> staff? <Ooh. Yeah>. Outside? <laughs> No, I think that would Crazy. be a legit good thing to have is, like, police or other security staff yeah. at your major night bus stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, consider the opportunity... Remember to consider the opportunity costs of using your rail versus just running a replacement bus. The decision that Phil New York City made versus Philly-Toronto. Yeah, night maintenance window for rail. Very important, unless you're New York and you have infinite track. Yeah. <laughs> Unless every line is, like, six-tracked. <laughs> and the utility of rail d diminishes significantly in the middle of the night because 
The main benefit the of rail over bus transit is that huge capacity. road congestion and yeah. huge capacity. Great reliability, great capacity. You don't really need either of those. And, things. you know, of course, they fill the trains in New York City because it's one of, like, two cities on the planet that, that can actually sleep. claim to be 24-7. Yeah. yeah. But in most cities, you're just not going to fill a train. So... Yeah. Now, what would a Salt Lake City or Logan bus night bus network look like? Uh, Salt Lake run the, the UTA's quote core unquote bus network. I say, I say, plus key inner city routes. I would say the two seventeen, mm -hmm. the one, the two hundred, the four seventy. What about the uh, the twenty one and, and the, the nine and the twenty one? And the 3335. Yeah, the 3335 would be Is good. Is the 39 still green? They it's not anymore. Okay, well, they should do that one anyways. They used to be green all the way down to 56th. <laughs> well, I have to imagine uh, Logan. It would just be the gloop and bloop. That would probably actually yeah. be good. I, I can't imagine much more than that. I would also consider maybe running a front runner shut a front runner owl bus. Yeah, that would be that good. just runs with an MCI express service on the freeways to all the front runner stations. Yeah, some people would probably like that. That wouldn't be bad. The front runner clientele in particular would like that. Mm -hmm. Even though it wouldn't be that much different than a four fifty five four seventy every night. I think that you would also have to create a night only route to go from Murray Central to Draper Town Center to take over for the eight seventy one. Because you can't get on a bus between <laughs> oh, yeah. the 871, which is the south end. And well, if our State Street bus didn't suck. The 201 doesn't go all far enough south. Like I said, if it didn't suck. <laughs> True. So, yeah, night buses are good. For good. And for goodness sake, instead of worrying about the 871, why not just have the front runner replacement bus go all the way to Provo? The 815 needs to run all night. And you want it to connect to something in southern Salt Lake County so that it doesn't... Because, like, we're not going to have any bus service to anything except Murray Central, but we also want to have South County bus service at night. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, well, anyway, buses. any closing thoughts? I would love night service. <laughs> buses. I think it's... Next time I go to San Francisco, I will make a point of riding the night buses just to say I've done it. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Find a cool concert to go to. Yeah. Or get drunk, because I will probably be 21 by that time. I don't know. That sounds less fun than a, than a concert. I don't know. Alex is cheering you on. So yeah, I'm cheering you on. Yeah. So, in conclusion, night buses are good. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and to follow and slash or leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. Patrons receive early access to our regular content, as well as exclusive content and occasional merch drops. Speaking of patrons, they are at $69.69 a month, super duper double tracked, electrified frontrunner tier, Zach Adams. At all of those things, minus one modifier, $35 frontrunner tier, generic GT. At our regular frontrunner tier, we have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, who is a new frontrunner subscriber. Thank yes. you. Mike Christensen, and Phobos2390. Thank you, guys. And our red line tier, yeah. $5 a month, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ. Hi, Will. Watkins, Elijah Kensler, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, 
Reluctant LA resident and Robert P. Walsh and Scott Harris. <laughs> Thanks, Redline patrons. Blue Lines here, $3. We have Alex Dykowski, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, G4, Gonzo12, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hecker Martinez, Matt Gray, Seth, and Zach Verstott. And at our $1 a month Green Line tier, we have Benjamin Wood and Capio. Yeah, thank you, Benjamin Wood, for joining. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. You're a star. You guys, um, yeah. You've given us so we can money. go do our foamer trip to Brightline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe could Quite not possibly. be a joke. It would get views. So, yeah. Let's get out of here. I'm hungry. All right, bye. Yeah, see you, Alex. Okay, bye.